Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are speaking with Gloria Blackwell. Hey, Gloria, how are you? I'm doing great, Ben. How are you? I'm very, very well, Gloria. I'm excited to talk to you. Gloria is the CEO of the American Association of University Women, probably more broadly known as the AAUW. And the AAUW has actually been around for a while, as I'm sure Gloria will tell you. It advances gender equity for women and girls through research education and advocacy. It's a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization. It has over 170,000 members, as well as a thousand local branches and more than 800 college and university members. And so we'll delve more into the AAUW in a second. But before we get there, Gloria, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. All right. Well, I I think an important thing to know about me is that I was a first-generation college student, and so I grew up uh, with the notion that I was going to be, you know, someone who went to college, even though neither of my my parents did. And so education was always very important. Um, You know, my, my pathway towards this career in gender equity really started actually when I was back in middle school. Uh, I had this great uh, French teacher when I was in middle school and I learned and I fell in love with the French language, learned how to speak French and had the opportunity to travel abroad and and, uh, visit France. And it really sort of sparked this lifelong love of travel and languages and learning about other cultures. And so, you know, starting from that middle school French class, uh, I then moved into, you know, higher education where I got my degree in in international relations and then a master's in uh, international education and then pursued a career where I focused on the importance of education, particularly for women and girls. Um, You know, I I saw it as my my lifelong, um, not just my aspiration, but also my challenge um, yeah. to have that to have that opportunity. And Gloria, I noticed that you've been at the American Association of University Women for a while, so you've seen the organization evolve, and now you're the big boss. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. We are working on, uh, there's so many exciting things that we're working on. Uh, This fall, we're launching the third year of our women's economic um, security program, an empowerment program, which really consists of a suite of programs that are focused on ensuring uh, that women and girls reach their full potential. Uh, At the sort of centerpiece of it is our award-winning salary negotiation program, uh, Work Smart for those in the workplace and Start Smart for those who are in college, which really trains women with the skills that they need to negotiate um, a fair salary and benefit. 
benefits. Uh, we're also doing the second year of our pilot program on financial literacy and education for women. Uh, you know, we've been doing a great deal of work with historically black colleges and universities and minority serving institutions. So back to school really is important for us because yes. we're heading back to school. Um, and we're also having great opportunities in expanding our work in science, technology, uh, engineering, and math, um, making sure that girls understand the potential of pursuing a STEM career uh, in higher education, as well as gearing up for our 35th National Conference for College Women Student Leaders. Wow. So back to school has deep meaning for AAUW because we're really pulling out all the stops to yeah. ensure that we're, we're having an impact on women in their careers and in education. That's great. The back to school thing really hits me this year because I have a freshman in college I just dropped off. So I, I had to deal with all of that joy and sadness and happiness at the same time. It's always a process. Well, I, but... can, I can relate. I had to do, I've done it. I've done it three times. And my youngest is entering her senior year. So we're very wow. excited. Yeah, senior well, year of college. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's so exciting. So, I mean, it's amazing. Your organization touches on such important issues. You talked about STEM, you talked about finance, you really talked about almost all the issues that are relating to women these days. Tell us a little bit about where you feel we are in some of these topics and what the landscape looks like. So it's really important that we have continued to focus on some very specific areas. You know, we focus on getting more women uh, in STEM in the workplace and getting more girls to study STEM in college because occupational segregation continues to be a thing. It's a challenge. You know, it's an, it's an impediment for women's career growth. Uh, we know that STEM careers are among the highest paying careers. And if women continue to be left out of them, that has an impact on their long term, you know, financial sustainability as well as their careers. Yeah. It's also something that contributes to the gender pay gap, which, you know, at this point, rests at 83 cents on average that a woman makes compared to uh, a white man. And so the pay gap from leaving school throughout women's careers also has a detrimental impact on their ability to take care of their basic expenses and then right. often end up you know, in retirement without less, with less money to live on. Uh, you know, and it also clearly provides less money for women to pay down things like student loans. Uh, we're certainly excited that the administration, you know, canceled student debt and made the announcement last yeah, week. That was exciting. Absolutely. <laughs> but AUW also released a report, a uh, survey last week that indicated uh, uh, so much of what we already know that, you know, women bear the brunt of the student loan debt. Uh, we yeah. carry two thirds of that debt and have a longer, you know, term in paying it back. Uh, and so we are working on issues that really have an impact on the day-to-day -day life of women's ability to be successful in their careers, to provide for themselves, and, you know, obviously to provide for their families and, yeah. uh, you know. To so, Gloria, I mean, you've been part and, and a champion for AAUW for many years. You know, if you go back a decade, let's say, what were the biggest challenges then compared to now? 
I, I would say definitely some of these issues that we thought we would have worked ourselves out of a job by yeah. now are still persistent. And so a decade ago, we were working very hard on the pay gap. And, you know, here we are a decade later, still focusing on the pay gap. And because of the pandemic, it has widened, you know, even more um, for women of color. So that really is a challenge. So um, let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, the pandemic has been an interesting moment and being a leader of an organization through that time must have been quite a challenge. Tell me a little bit about your experience with the pandemic and perhaps some of the insights or potentially kind of some of the changes that you guys have implemented since then? So stepping into the leadership of an organization during the pandemic is a yeah. little bit of, you know, just being, being committed and just being a little bit of what have you gotten yourself into, right? <laughs> uh, because, you know, uh. Uh, you know, the pandemic really demonstrated that a major barrier to women in the workplace is that our workplaces are still incredibly outdated. Um, they're, they, they are set up in a way that doesn't actually resonate or relate to the way families actually operate today, yeah. right? It's not, it's not 1950. Um, yeah. You know, it's not just that the dad, the dad goes off to work and the, the woman stays home and takes care of the domestic responsibilities. Um, and, and we know that that was never the case for many families. But what we found certainly in the workplace is that we have had to adapt and we had to adapt incredibly quickly, right? AAUW adapted as an organization to ensuring, you know, that we adopted, you know, a work at home uh, or a hybrid way um, to really take into account that we were going through these unprecedented times. And we hoped as we were going through the pandemic that this would be a catalyst for, you know, across employers that they could see that the way that the workplace was set up was certainly not working for mothers, certainly not uh, working for yeah. women um, in general, and to create a space where, you know, women could actually achieve their goals. Um, and so there has certainly been some good that has come through the pandemic with the realization and people and employers acting on this to provide more equitable workplaces um, for women, for caregivers in their families. But I think that it has been hampered in so many ways as well because of the lack of real intentional action around so many of the issues that continue to hold women back in their careers. And so, yeah. you know, we're definitely hopeful that progress is going to take place, but it's not going to happen on its own. You know, it needs to be intentional. And employers also need to think about the bias, the discrimination, the sexism, you know, the racism, you know, these systemic issues that exist and permeate so many of the workplaces that women are subjected to. And so, yeah. you know, we need more, more women leaders in our workplaces, yeah. just to be frank, to really have a better sense of how to address so many of these of these issues. So that that pandemic light that is shining above everyone's head and showing exactly everything that was wrong with our workplaces has been great. But now people actually have to be intentional about looking at solutions uh, to actually solve them. Yeah, it's such a fascinating moment. And to think becoming a leader during that time must have been quite a challenge. <laughs> I yes. can only imagine. So kudos to you. 
But I find it also quite interesting because we're at this moment now going into the back part of 2022, where I find a lot of organizations seem to be pushing to return in full to the office in some form or fashion. Others of our customers are finding themselves saying, no, 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 we're going to stay true to the hybrid model. And it's an interesting one when you put the lens of women on this, because in many respects, I'm surprised that more organizations don't see this as a way to almost usher in a more open, more equal structure because of obviously, I think in many respects, the hybrid model was quite good for many women. I know that other women that, you know, I just speak out about our team found themselves certainly shouldering too much of the workload at home all of a sudden during the pandemic. So there's probably a balance there, but uh, lots of learning that I hope doesn't get lost, right? I mean, it's one of those moments where I hope we don't just kind of make a, a radical decision just to return to the office because, and, you know, returning to the office is important though. I mean, there's this kind of mentoring element, I think, that is somehow lost right now. I don't know if that's something that comes up for you, but um, it's something that when I think about young executives as they come up, I don't think they're getting exposed to as many opportunities to interact with kind of senior colleagues in some form or fashion. And that could be, I think, interestingly, it'll cause a kind of a shift in career paths. I, I would agree. And I think that, you know, we have committed to, we had a telework policy before the pandemic and, you know, we certainly, uh, revised it during the pandemic when we had a stay-at-home policy um, for a couple of years. And so we're actually, we have been returning to the office over the past six months. Uh, we will continue to have a hybrid policy. And I think we're acknowledging the fact that, you know, there, there was a lot that was lost during the pandemic where, you know, leaders and supervisors and everyone on our team, you know, didn't have the capacity or the opportunity to build those relationships and to have that that in-person um, opportunity. Um, but we've also understood just how beneficial it was for individuals, whether you were a mother or whether you were a caregiver to a family member, how people were able to be productive, how our mission moved forward during the pandemic, um, you know, just, you know, probably because the hybrid was an enhancement that really allowed people yeah. to work, you know, in the best ways that they could and ways that they were comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, we brought on more than a dozen staff during the yeah. pandemic and, you know, people made decisions about priorities in their lives as well. Yeah. But I think also it, it really taught us that this, you know, the way in which we have moved forward, you know, as a society, you know, sometimes it happens in these fits and starts. And so uh, what we also realized, I think, during the pandemic is that, you know, we're not going back. You know, we're not going yeah. back to a workplace that was not supportive yeah. of people's individual needs, as well as the needs of the organization, and that people understand that there really isn't a kind of a one-size-fits-all model that's going yeah. to work for, that's really going to work for everyone. And so as more people come back and we create a stronger structure for issues, like you mentioned, of professional development and mentoring and, you know, having some face time yeah. 
across the organization and you know deeper collaboration those are all things that you know i can certainly uh, testify to in my own yeah. career that were really important when you're talking about building a strong organizational culture uh, you know and so you know that spark of creativity and innovation uh, as well is really important so we're we're definitely uh, focused also on just making sure that we're creating an atmosphere where people can do their best work um, and we've clearly already proven that it doesn't yeah. mean that means five days uh, a week in the office for sure well said well said gloria so i mean here we are looking on the back half of 2022 already gloria oh my god oh my god <laughs> everyone's going back to school tell me a little bit about what's on the docket for the rest of the year and uh the near future so we are it's back to school as i mean it's back to school for aauw this year we are actually hosting our largest group of fellows and grantees uh, we awarded six million dollars to 320 scholars and community-based organizations so they're geared up and on hundreds of campuses across the country we are all prepped and getting ready for a national conference of college women student leaders uh, which is going to be our third 36th year. We hold it at the University of Maryland at College Park. Uh, we're definitely on track to get prepped and started with our historically black colleges and universities and our minority serving institutions, bringing their students the skills um, to increase their economic security as they enter into the workplace. We're continuing our work in ensuring that women and girls are going to be more fully represented in science, technology, engineering, and math. We're going to be buckling down this fall in getting out the vote, uh, getting out right. the vote and ensuring uh, that our members at the grassroots are out there making sure that the they're in touch with their legislators at the local, state, and the federal level to ensure that the policies that are going to be enacted are going to benefit greater equity for women and girls. So our plate is pretty pretty full. And yeah. of course, I mean that's an understatement. Uh, you know, full. just get, get, getting out, get, get pretty full. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Gloria, thank you so much for telling us about AAUW. I mean, if someone wanted to learn more or get involved with the organization, where's the best place to connect with you? You can check out our wonderful website, aauw.org, and learn about everything that I just mentioned, our salary negotiation, our fellowships, our financial literacy, how you can become a two-minute activist and uh, have an impact on all of these issues that are going to create a better and more equitable society for women and girls. Excellent. Well, Gloria, thank you so much for being on the Uncaged show. We've been speaking with Gloria Blackwell. She is the CEO of the American Association of University Women, otherwise known as the AAUW. The AAUW advances gender equity for women and girls through research, education, and advocacy. We've been talking about a lot of the work that the organization is doing in terms of pushing and offering opportunities for women to get more involved with STEM. We've been talking about financial literacy, financial improvement, which are key issues for everyone, and many, many other issues about maybe even getting out the vote in the fall here as well. The AAUW is a big organization, 170,000 members. Uh, you probably have it at your university or one of your local branches. Gloria, thank you so much for being on the show today, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Cheers.